basically, Bianca's amazing. She built a million dollar company and here she teaches you how to do the same. Hi guys, welcome back to What's On Your Mind. I'm here today with Bianca. Bianca, say hi. Ciao everyone. Hi, Anaya. Hi, why don't you give us a little elevator pitch? Tell us who you are, what you do and all things Bianca. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a female founder. I've been building companies for 10 years. Wow. I'm a bootstrapper. <laughs> I'm a mother and I'm kind of just a figure it outer. I think I like to describe myself that I'm just from the school of hard knocks and hustle. I love that. That's such a nice way to bring it about and just introduce yourself as well, because a lot of people, you know, just go right into it, but it's who you are. And I love that. <laughs> um, okay. So why don't we just get started? What, what I'm curious, what was your inspiration to start your company, to start the, um, your, your travel company? Yeah. So, well, I'm going to call myself out here. I had no grand plan. I really just had a very small goal for myself. And, you know, I love to listen to podcasts and be like, how does this relate to, to me? So just like, I think that it's really, really good to listen to like stories of women who are actually just trying to figure it out every day. Yes. Um, because I think what people can tend to do is be like, oh, they're on a podcast or they're on TV and they must be fancy and they must know more than me. And it's like, you know what? I didn't know more than anyone. I just had a dream for myself, which was currently I wanted more for myself. And mm -hmm. so my goal was not to be a female founder and start companies. My goal was to have a flexible schedule and be able to pick my daughter up from school. Okay. That was my baby goal. <laughs> I love that. I think that's what a lot of people just fail to kind of not realize, but the way, the way you word things is everything, you know? Mm. I feel like a lot of people are like, I want to be a female founder, but why do you want to be a female founder, right? You wanted to pick up your daughter from school, but a lot of people have other motives. So defining that for you, I'm sure that must have been powerful and helpful, right? Yeah, well, it, I mean, it kind of, it helps you filter out what all the stuff mm -hmm. you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, well, look, uh, like I find myself, you know, with, you know, these potential career opportunities. Um, I find myself with a young daughter. I find myself with the desire to want more. And for me, I was like, I believe the path for me is to start my own thing. Mm -hmm. And it was a side hustle. That's what wow. it was. Cause I was still had to pay my rent. Like I yes. still had to like put groceries in the fridge. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I have, I did go to school. I did go to college. Not that I believe that going to college is necessary to start your own business. Um, I did go to college and I have a BFA, which is an arts degree. Mm -hmm. But you know, my career prospects after having a BFA, I was like, wow, I think I got to like, I, I have a master's in like waitressing right now. 
<laughs> so I better figure shit out right. or I'm going to be doing this. And hey, that's okay. My mom raised two daughters, me and my sister, by being a career waitress. There ain't no shame in that. You got to do what you got to do to put food in the fridge, right? I just know I already saw it. I was like, I know that that's not my path because I was unhappy with that. So I was digging into my discontent. Wow. And my discontent was, I know that there's more for me. I just don't know what it is. And I was like, well, Bianco, what are you good at? And I was like, I was literally reading blogs and like reading books. You know, this is over 10 years ago. So like blogs were a big deal back right. then. Yeah, yeah. And I was like reading all this content, like, um, how do you figure out what you want to do with your life? And I was literally Googling Perfect. that kind yeah. of stuff. Right. And I was going through. And one of the things that was triggering for me and really resonated was like, what would you do for free? And I was like, dang, that's a good, that's a good that's question. A question. That's a good question. And what you said about you looked in your discontent. Yeah. Yeah. Because usually there's a there's there it's like going down the aisle and like you know the toothpaste aisle there's mm -hmm. so many options mm -hmm. oh, so because there's so many options that's very confusing if you right. actually look into your discontent and you're like actually I don't like this I don't like this I'm not very well suited for that right. like I kind of knew that I wasn't going to be happy working for other people because yes. I really cared about doing an awesome job so when I'd go to my job, like my waitressing job, I'd be like figuring out all these systems, like how to maximize. And I was an optimizer. And I was like, people who I was working with, they're just kind of like, chill. I was actually told at a job once, quit working so hard. That, that actually, like the owner told me that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he didn't like, that's not the place he wanted to run. He, he didn't want to run a place with all these efficiencies. He wanted to come to come to work and you know chill that's his business that's his dream so he didn't want no like upstart like yeah, me trying right, to right. organize the service better right, right. <laughs> that was annoying to him and I was like I need to control my environment of people around me like I really want to work with interesting people I kind of want to pick who I want to work with me I want to work with people who really want to make the world better or at least their workplace better, or at least the day better. I was like, I was really interested in just hanging around with people that were like interested in that. And I thought, well, I can't really control that if I go work for somebody else, but I can control that if I go and work for myself. So that's why I just made the decision. I was like, you know what? What I would do for free is talk about traveling. I've done a lot of traveling in my life. I was crazy enough to go to Italy in my 20s I went on a scholarship from my art school and I went to Florence to study art and language and I just kind of you know was like applying for all the scholarships and trying to get there because I had no money as an art student and that's when I met my now husband and I ended up by living in Italy for a couple of years and that's a longer story, <laughs> but, into that but when I came back and I started li like living, you know, 
where I live now, which is an island in Canada and where I grew up, right. um, I was like, I can definitely talk about traveling. I know a lot about Italy because I spoke the language. I lived there. Right. And I was like, I don't really want to produce things. Like my art school yeah. taught me to like be a producer of like items. And I was like, you know what? I've just had my shit in storage for two years. I don't really care about stuff. I care about experiences and I care about free time. Right. And I care about creating amazing experiences for people. So I just started writing about Italy. I just, I just started writing. I didn't know I was going to build a travel company. I just started writing about Italy. That's it. So my next question was actually going to be, what was your inspiration to start your company? But I mean, asked and answered, right? <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, you know, you don't usually figure stuff out when you're like overthinking it. You kind of figure stuff out when you pull open, like open the canvas or open the Google doc or start selling, you know, like candles at the farmer's market. Right. You actually kind of figure it out in the doing. You kind of figure out, Hey, I'm pretty good at this. Or you're like, <laughs> yeah and that's exactly I mean for a lot of things even it's just the fact that you bring that up is actually very funny because even when I started like this podcast I was like ah, well I don't know and I was like yeah whatever I'll figure it out and I was like oh okay this is great like I can do it you know but it's it's you really do find out when you do it you're not going to know if you just don't try yeah I mean like your natural abilities actually come to the surface fairly yeah. quickly so usually we need to lean into our natural abilities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's a lot of schools of thought that are kind of like, oh, if you're not good in math, you should like study math extra. And then there's actually been some research done that just says like the people who have reached a certain level of you know, success or mastery in a certain thing in their life, whether it's like, playing tennis or chess or doing a business is like, right. They've actually eliminated all the things they're not good at and absolutely double down on the things that they have a natural proficiency. And you don't know, like, I feel like I have a lot of natural proficiencies that I had no idea of 10 years ago because I never had, I was never on the playing field. And then I put myself on the playing field and I was like, wow, I have a fairly high tolerance for risk. Meaning I don't need to see the whole staircase to take the next step. Like I'm not talking about financial. I'm talking about just like the risk of like betting on myself. Right. I was like, I actually feel really pulled to bet on myself. I actually feel like you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to bet on myself or am I going to go bet on my boss? And I really felt like I was at a time in my life that I wanted to bet on myself because I was in my early thirties and I had sort of gotten a lot of like, I'd gotten my education and I'd done a lot of random jobs in my twenties. I was like, no, I'm really ready to sink my teeth in here. Yeah. So I was a bit of a late bloomer. But you bloomed. And I mean, <laughs> where you are today, right? And yeah, well, you can, there's so many different ways to do life. The regular path right now is like, everything's in flux. There's a lot of new paradigms. Right. 
So, you know, you just got to be like, yeah, am I going to bet on myself? Am I going to go and support other people? There's great, there's your natural propensity when you get out there. And if you say, I'm going to, you know, try this business out. If you go out and try it out and you're like, actually, I'm really amazing at putting structure around things. And I'm really good at taming chaos. And I'm really good at like thinking through and I'm quite slow. You probably have operational capacity. Mm -hmm, Right. And you should probably go and support another entrepreneur and be an operation in the operation side. Yeah. Right. But if you're like, wow, I can sell like sand in the desert. If I'm not as scared to like show up and look like an idiot, (laughs) if I'm not scared of like, okay, we're all scared of rejection. But like one of my favorite entrepreneurs is Sarah Blakely, the owner of Spanx. And she just, she had the door slammed in her face for seven years selling fax machines. And so she, you know, she was like, I can, I can hear no, and I don't wither. It actually fires me up. Like that's a natural propensity to be like able to put yourself out there. Right. But if you find you're, you know, you're more of a supportive role, then go and do that because you can be an entrepreneur inside of other people's company. And my operations manager, like, you know, she's unbelievable. She makes it possible that I don't drop all the balls. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's another thing. It's like, it's also about finding yourself and understanding your strengths, your strengths and weaknesses, which is also definitely easier said than done. But I mean, you, it's important. So how have, how have you been able to find like your strengths and weaknesses? Because it's, it's a hard, tedious thing, you know? Well, I think, you know, we're all trying to get closer to just like know thyself. Yep. You know, if there's one goal in our life, like a yes. super goal, it's yeah. know thyself. Like we could have that tattooed across our forehead and still forget. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So it's just about, yeah, trying to get closer to figuring out who you actually are, not what's not your conditioning mm, because like people pleasing and stuff, that's just conditional stuff. That's conditional stuff. That's conditioning. That's cultural thing stuff. But if you can be quiet enough to know yourself and pay attention enough and like put some shape around your your own ideas and it could be as simple as like wow when I got you know when I got that opportunity that a friend shared with me to go and pitch you know my product to wholesale um like I was pretty good on my feet right and so then you're like wow maybe I'm like naturally pretty good spokesperson or pretty good you know like I'm fairly good at you know, shooting the shit or I can talk to anybody, you know, like those are just like natural, like charismatic Mm -hmm. conversational things Mm -hmm. that if done correctly can really like be a superpower in business or sports or something. And then, you know, for me, it's like, it doesn't matter how many times I could like you know, work a spreadsheet, I'm not going to be as organized as my operations manager. She's disorganized. My desk is, has things all over it. I guarantee you her desk doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Like it just doesn't. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's like, I know myself, I'm not yes. the most organized, but yeah. I can work in, I can work in chaos. No problem. Right. right. And I think that a lot of people focus a lot on building their or improving their weaknesses as opposed yeah. to in like more just strengthening their strengths. Yes. Know? There's an awesome book about that. It shares a lot of studies. It's called now discover your strengths. Okay. I'm going to write that. And down. I actually get a lot of my, like I coach a lot of female yeah. founders now. Cause after I grew my company, my travel company called Italian fix, mm-hmm. after I grew the company to where I had a great customer base and I had an awesome team and I wasn't so responsible for the day-to-day, you know, like management of that team. There was management in place. I had built the team. I had bootstrapped it. It was profitable. Um, I was like, okay, I'm going to go build another company. And I built a consulting company because I'm really excited. I'm very like passionate about women's autonomy and women's wealth. Yep. And not just women. Okay. The underdog actually. I just happen to believe exactly exactly like I'm I'm here fighting for the underdog. I'm here fighting for the person who felt feels like it's not my chance. I don't know enough. I don't have the right education. I don't have enough money. I don't have the right whatever. It's the it's all the things that keep oh. so I'm fighting for the underdog right now and so I do a lot of coaching and consulting with private clients or in group programs. I mean, I just think that, you know, I've been really, I, I felt like the underdog. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was like a little late to the scene. I felt like I didn't have a business education. I felt like I didn't have enough money. I felt like there were like a lot of things holding me back. And what I realized is like, that's maybe not going to make you go the fastest, but it's certainly not going to stop you. Right. Okay. You just got to get in out of your own way. So I, you know, I do a lot of coaching and consulting with other founders that feel like they, you know, they just need more of the puzzle piece put together. And it's really exciting. And I always am like, okay, read that book or tell me your five strengths. I like do a bunch of, you know, suggestions with them so they can know themselves. Yeah. And I think that's a a lot of for, I mean, at least for women and girls, I feel like our biggest obstacles are ourselves and our heads and our minds. It's like, we, we just constantly find excuses or reasons to not push forward or not do like, whatever, start the company, start your, whatever it is, TikTok platform, your creative platform, like not not pursue what you want to do simply because you're like, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. This isn't meant for me. When you know, like inside of you, you have that desire, you know? And for me, at least when I was younger, I found a lot of ways that I tap into that is just doing things that my younger self would do because that's like your fully authentic. That's like, that's just you raw because nobody shot you down. You know, the world was your oyster and you felt like you could do anything. You know, you fall on your butt, you get back up. I love that. You know, that's a really cool reframe. Like what would you do, you know, as a younger person or like a young girl, or what would you do if you couldn't fail? That's like the kind of cliche, but there is like, here's the thing that I see a lot of my founders. um, They don't even self-identify with a as a founder. They're just like, 
my ideas people okay <laughs> the people that I help is like they wait around to be like I'm not confident so they wait to have the confidence and what I say with is confidence comes from momentum you don't have to have innate confidence because if you're waiting around for that <laughs> like look it's never gonna find you you've got to go I don't need to be confident I just need to be in motion I need to get momentum I need to put one foot in front of the other because like let me tell you what builds confidence momentum that's what builds confidence like wait till your first client like gets that cash in your bank account oh woo you got a lot of newfound confidence yeah. cash in your bank, right? So it's like people are waiting for the wrong signals to get started. It's like the signal just has to be, do I know what to do today? I don't need to know what I need to do in three months. Right. Three months is like, it's too far in the future. Yeah. Quit trying to be so organized, so perfect, because you're getting in your own way. You're actually delaying your future success or you're not worse, you're not delaying it, you're killing it. You're absolutely killing it. Yeah. And I think another thing too, is that everybody, like you said, just waits for tomorrow, you know, yeah. waits to start tomorrow. And whether that's because of confidence or just because, oh, it'll come to me eventually. It's yeah. He's delaying it. Yeah. I mean, there's this awesome book. It's called uh, The War of Art with Stephen Pressfield. And it talks about that. It's like a professional doesn't like, you know, wait for inspiration. Like a professional sits their ass down at nine o'clock and is like, okay, I got to get to work. <laughs> yeah. Till like there's the perfect moment. It, it just, it, it never comes. And you have to be comfortable with working in one to two to three hour increments. I think that there's this, uh, like the world just moves too fast right now. There's too much going on. So you have to be like, I mean, my husband's a perfect example of this. He'll like, if he has 12 minutes in the day, he will like go and pull a weed out in the garden. Right. Like he'll be like, that's all I need to get 12 minutes of weeding done. Like he doesn't wait to have two hours in the garden to pull all those weeds. It's not going to happen. Right. He just does. Yeah. He just like does little bits. Right. And that's actually a really good, I think like we were talking about, I just think that's a good habit to have too. just not being, not having to sit down and do something for one, two, three hours and making do with like that little, those little, little periods of time that you have in the middle, like even, I don't know. I think I, I write down my schedule now because I find that if I don't write down my schedule, those little increments just become lazy, boring social media, sit on your phone, butt times, you know, as yes. really, really, really utilizing that time because I can, you know, there's a lot that can get done in 12 minutes. There's a lot that can even get done in one minute. Yeah, for sure. I mean, or it's the 12 minutes stacked over the month, right? Yeah. It's like, right. you know, because, you know, we've all heard that like saying people mm -hmm. underestimate or overestimate what you can do in a year, but you underestimate what you can do in 10, 10 years. Mm -hmm. So just put the 12 minutes with the 30 minutes, with the 45, with the one hour, do that over a couple of weeks, do that over a couple of months. You'll soon make more time, right? Because that's the thing, like starting something on the side 
you don't need eight hours a day. Like you're already working a day job. You just need like to carve out time from other social engagements or yeah. other things that you do. So my friends are really used to me saying like, no, because I knew a long time ago, I was like, I'm going to say yes to myself. If I say yes to myself, that means I have to say no, no to a lot of other things because I can't do it all. So I'm always like, no, sorry, I can't. No, sorry, I can't. Like I try to show up when shit is really important, but generally I'm kind of no. Like I, I, it's kind of usually a no because I want to, because I don't have time and I want to make time for the things that need to get done. And I love hearing that because a lot of times I feel guilty for being like, I, I can't like there's one day out of the entire week. And it's like for two hours that maybe I can, but that's it. Like I can't, you know, and yeah, putting yourself first and doing the things for yourself and being okay with saying no. Yeah. Also, I think such a big, important skill that you need to have in life. Well, we also need to model it for the next generation because we come from a whole line of people pleasers, right? Yes. And everybody oh. else's, like everybody else's needs in front of like, you know, yes. especially women with children. Yep. And I know your audience is younger, but it's like, we have really been programmed to, you know, just be kind of like, oh, sure, I'll do that extra. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure you're kind of doing enough. You kind of need to be better at saying no. You need to get comfortable with disappointing people and you need to get comfortable with being a, not being a people pleaser. Look, I don't like to disappoint people. Like deep down inside, it still gives me the heebie-jeebies. But if, but I know that that muscle, I need to work it because my 13-year-old daughter is watching me. And I say no to her. I'm like, look, mom's working. So no, we can't do that. But I will do that with you on Saturday or at 7 p.m. Or get up early in the morning and I'm going to happy to straighten your hair. And then she sees me say no to a lot of people. That's going to give her the strength. the strength to be like, no, I can say no. It's not just about saying yes to everybody else. Yeah. And saying no is something that I don't know, personally, I don't like saying no. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But even if I know that I need to say no, I'll like frame it in a different way. I'd be like, oh, you know, I, I just can't. And it's, it, it starts there. And then eventually it'll be able to like, no, because no in itself is just such a powerful world word world word you know there's also a powerful world <laughs> well yeah I mean I guess it is <laughs> yeah and and like sometimes you gotta say no to yourself too right you gotta be like come on Yanaya you're already tired you can't say yes to that you gotta say no right like sometimes I like I have 25 business ideas like every five minutes so right like I just have to write them. I, I use something called the ice box, like in my project management and I just like stick it on ice. So I just put it there and just, you know, email your good ideas to yourself and use a hashtag, like great idea. Good idea. And then like at the end of the year, 
pull up the do a search in your inbox for a great idea and all of your ideas that you've been like that wake you up in the middle of the night when you're in the shower shaving your armpits and you get an amazing <laughs> idea you're like woo, get out in the shower email yourself and then you know you can collate all your stuff so then it's like you're not saying no you're just saying like not yet because yeah. i've got other things and it helps you be a good finisher too I also think you should work with good finishers because the entrepreneurial mindset is usually 25 good ideas a minute. So then you need somebody, a friend, you know, an assistant who's like good at finishing things because usually we're good starters, but we need finisher energy. Yeah. And oh, I so completely agree with that. It's really hard to be like, okay, yeah, but like, how do I finish it? <laughs> and so I think that's where also like delegating comes in, you know, and being okay with handing off some of the, the workload or the management to somebody else who may not necessarily be you, like you don't have all the control anymore. And I mean, at least for me, giving away that control is so hard. Can't. I'm just like, oh my God, I'm letting it go. Like, then it also, I get like guilty. Like, I'm like, oh, but I'm not doing all the work. It should be me, you know? So, I mean, you have built an amazing company and you have, you employ a lot of people. So, I mean, what was the delegating process for you? Like just giving it out and giving up that control too. I, I had, I actually had to have somebody to come in to my company. I hired a consultant. And I was like, what do I need to grow? Hmm. And he was like, you need to get out of your own way and you need to get some hiring. I don't actually employ a lot of people. I have an, a team, all the contractors and the people I employ is under 10. That's so I actually do a lot with a little bit. I hire, I think the first thing is like when you're going out and hiring your first person, hire a generalist because you don't need specialized thing. You might in the future, but your highest, um, like the most bang for your buck is to get a generalist, somebody who's kind of like you, you know, you're a, anybody who starts like a side hustle or you usually know a lot of things about a lot of things, a little bit about a lot of things. You don't have like specialized knowledge in like one thing. Later on, when the company grows, you can hire specialists to come in. And for example, like somebody uh, hired for paid traffic, you can hire a specialist for paid traffic or an automation specialist. I had to hire somebody because I couldn't figure out my own dang CRM after a while, like to get all my emails, like it just was too complicated. So I had to hire a specialist. But in the beginning, the best bang for your buck is to hire a personal assistant, an assistant who can do tasks for you and how you figure out what the heck should I get my assistant to do? You kind of think about, well, there's two kind of tasks. There's $10 an hour tasks or $100 an hour tasks. Now I know that there's like nuance in there because you, you don't get somebody to work for $10, but you're sort of forcing yourself to like divide and conquer. You're like, okay, the hundred dollar tasks, like for you, Yanaya, are like reaching out to podcast hosts, any marketing related things. Those are all like hundred value, high value tasks for you. 
the $10 an hour task would be like managing your schedule to find an appointment with that. Like you saw my assistant, right? You reached out on top of it. And she, and she like, you know, yeah, she scheduled it. Right. Because I don't need to be fiddling around in my calendar. I need to be showing up prepared and, you know, doing my thing. Right. That's not something I can hire out, but I certainly can hire out somebody to come walk my dog. (laughs) Like when I'm doing this, right. And I can certainly hire an assistant. And so that, that's, that's my first tip for like, if you're feeling like you want somebody and you know what, working in tandem with somebody, it's also way more fun. It's statistically also better. You have a better chance of survival. Statistically solopreneurs, they, you know, very few of them make the 10 year mark because the burden of work is too much on one person or, you know, so you really do need to expand your team and get used to delegating and finding things that other people can do to help you grow. And you don't have to have a company that's profitable. Don't wait till your company is profitable because you'll be sitting there for years doing all the things. You've got to just bet on yourself and be like, yeah, I know it's going to eventually pay off. And you just, you've got to hire before you're ready. People are always like, when should I hire? I'm like, before you're ready, when you're busy. Well, you're making me think for sure. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, you've very successfully scaled your business. I mean, your part, yeah, you've, you've successfully scaled your business. So do you think that delegating is, I mean, we obviously talked about it, but do you think that it acted as a catalyst? Like, what do you, what do you really attribute to being able to build it up as far as you have? Cause I mean, that's not an easy thing. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. It, it's okay. I mean, it's a couple of things. It's being resilient and resourceful yeah. and deciding I'm going to survive whether or not like, like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to pull it off. I'm going to make a way or I'm going to find a way because all of the, the, the tactics can be learned. Hmm. I think it's much more an emotional kind of like reaching in and being like, am I the person who goes the extra mile? Do I self-identify with somebody who wants to be self-employed do i want to do i self-identify with somebody who's going to create my own micro economy with inside of my friend group or with inside of my family do i self-identify with somebody who's interested in doing that and then you just have got to keep saying yes and figure out how to do it later that's the deal and you can always skill up because the way you skill up is to get somebody who's already gone a couple of steps in front of you. Like, that's why I've hired coaches and consultants in my own business. Cause I was like, okay, I tick all of those internal boxes. I want to be self-employed. I want to pull this off the tactics. I'm, I don't know those, like, I don't know how to make my first hire. So I, I just went and I was like, asked a consultant to like, how do you hire? Mm-hmm. He gave me the things. And then I went and did that. And then So that's why it's just like align yourself and get the information with people who are five or six, not, not a hundred steps because they're too far advanced. I really think like if you're going to build a company that's self-funded, 
which means you don't go get venture capital or angel money. You should work with somebody who's also self-funded. If you go and you, you want to get capital to grow your business and you want to go the investor route, go and work with somebody who's done that successfully, even micro successfully. So, cause they're just five steps ahead. You can get so much, like you don't just have to go strike out on your own. You can go and be somebody's assistant for a couple of years. I think that that's also something that I, I needed to hear personally, because a lot of times like now it's just like, eh, whatever. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't think that, you know, like whatever, a counselor job will give me any value, but at the same time, I think it will, you know, and well, we all fail to realize, especially me, I've been failing to realize it a lot. It's you get value out of everything because it's also about the way you look at it. Sure. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, if you have a growth mindset and you're like, everything is leading me to the next point and everything is going to work out for me, which I very much believe. do have now. It took me a while to get that because I didn't grow up with that, but it's like, yeah, I trust myself enough that I'm going to take this next step and working with other people, especially when you're in your late teens, early twenties, there's awesome like opportunities there. So let's go back to the dance studio. Say you were like, I could potentially, you know, see myself running it. Don't go into like, be just a dance instructor, go more operational. Like what's the business model underneath that? You can all look at all businesses. If you're a real nerd like me, you'll go to a restaurant and be like, I wonder how much annual revenue this place pulls in. Yes. I think I can, cause I can see the table amounts and I can see the, and so you can, cause you're a business model geek. Right. You can figure it out. Right. You have me all fired up. I want to go like, shh. you know all the all the young women listening Mm -hmm. I have a 13 year old daughter like my passion for seeing the next generation of women like I have goosebumps like I can barely choke it out and that's to be better than we were I hope you like I hope your floor will be our ceiling that's what I want for the next generation. So there's like my grandmother and my great grandmother, like my great grandmother and all of our grandparents, grandmothers, they couldn't even have their own bank accounts. Okay. They couldn't have their own, like, you know, it was just property. So it's like things have come a long way, but we have a long long way to go. So it's like, look for, you know, women that are couple, you know, maybe one generation and be like, they paved the way for me so I can have the light. Like, I'm very grateful and I'm very conscious that I was, I just won the genetic lottery that I was born in this country. I didn't deserve it. I was born in a country that I, in a time and place, I was born in 1977. Okay. That was a time and place that we can make different decisions than my grandmother. So, you know, all the girls on the come up right now, right? Like you have a particular opportunity 
that is far greater than ours. So don't squander it and know that people beyond you have like done the hard work. So, you know, your floor is really our ceiling. So go out and like do something about it because the world is going to be so much better. And we've lived in this unbelievable, like imbalance between the masculine and the feminine. And right now I really feel like it's like the feminine, like opportunity right now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, the saying like, and it's a Gen Z thing. And if you're on TikTok, you probably heard of it, but like she walked so she could run. And right. I, right. Like you, your generation walked so mine can run, you know? Yeah. And I think that's also just very motivating because you want to make the people before you who came before you proud, not even just your ancestors, not even just your family, but women, women around the world, whatever they do, entrepreneurs, whether they're entrepreneurs, whether they're founders, whatever it may be. That's just also just such a driving, motivating factor. Cause it's like, do you really want to let everybody down all of the women in the world who have worked this hard to get us this far? Right. Like, do we really want to regress and just, take away all that progress. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you're, you're, you have a podcast and you're a teenager. Like that's really cool. Right. So like my generation, we would never have that. Exactly. That would be too weird. Right. So it's like, imagine what your kids are going to do. Right. Like it's going to be so interesting. Is be like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to go to space. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Oh yeah. Like, you know, you'll be going with Elon's kids, right? Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> it's just the world also with social media and everything is just becoming smaller and smaller and smaller and everything is at your fingertips. So it's like, how can you not do it? Yeah. It's also really chaotic though. Yes. Like, actually oh, oh, like, so, you know, the challenge with your generation is to, to like the noise is like deafening. Yeah. Agreed. The noise is absolutely deafening. So like, how can you quiet the noise and turn, turn off the noise and go more inward because you have like a great inner knowing and quit trying to like, it's great to go and skill up with other people, but actually quit giving away your own like internal compass too. Like you don't need to go and ask five friends if you should start a business or if you should like go and work for like in operations in a dance studio, like don't ask five friends. Like they don't have your best in, it's not that they don't have their best interest, but all of their stuff is locked into their own fears and all their own. So why do you need to be going and like putting your toe in? It's like protect your idea, go forth in your idea. You don't need to pull your idea Okay, look and l- listen. If I would have listened to my family, I wouldn't have started a company. Actually, everybody was telling me not to do it. Are you joking? Everybody's like, no, that's going to be so hard. Don't do that. Wow. Absolutely. Like people say, oh, yeah, I hear these stories of like, oh, you know, like especially like women, like, yeah, my husband's so supportive. And I was like, oh, lucky bitch. Like that's not, that was not me. Okay. My husband was not, I had to fight him because he didn't want, he wanted me to be safe. He's, he was a new immigrant to Canada. 
he's from Italy and he didn't have like he didn't want us to like go and live that life in Italy you want you just want to have a safe job that's that's the idea of upward mobility this American dream is like it's very American that's not ingrained in eight all cultures work hard and you'll be able to have social mobility that doesn't exist in a lot of countries mm -hmm. because they have old systems and they have older different cultures different norms so you know he didn't want to see me like and and i have my own cultural understanding and my own cultural understanding is i'm a woman i'm born in 77 I have choices, I have some opportunity, and I can work hard to achieve my dreams. That's very Canadian American ideas. So I had that. So I just went with that. I didn't pull my all these people around me to be like, should I? I just, and I had to stick up for myself. I had to be like, no, I'm keeping going. Because again, I was like, I'm not going to disappoint myself. I'm going to disappoint maybe other people in their expectations of me, right. but I am not going to disappoint myself. And if I stop now, because you think that I should, I'm not going to like you. So I didn't. And I kept going. So if somebody needs to hear that right now, it's like, you don't need fans. You just need yourself mm -hmm. and not saying you don't need other people, but to actually decide and to move forward, it doesn't need to be a popularity contest on, what's Bianca's best life choices. That's not up to other people to decide. It's up to me to decide. And it's up to everybody else to fight against everybody going like talking negatively. And what you had said before about how, you know, it, it, everybody will have their own opinion and it's a reflection of their insecurities. You know, and I think that's also very important because everybody will want to subconsciously, not necessarily intentionally, put their insecurities onto you. So naturally you go out and you tell everybody like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. People are going to be like, you're crazy. Like I can't do that. So you can't do that. But they're saying it because they think that they can't do it when in reality, they probably can do it, but they're just bringing other people down by saying that. And then those insecurities are placed on like stamped onto the other person. And it's, definitely unintentional and it happens a lot from women to women but unfortunately it's the reality you know so I personally never say anything when I'm gonna do it I told one person before, yeah. before I started the podcast one person and I don't need to go out and tell the whole world because if they see it cool if they don't that's fine yeah and it's mostly because like you know people mean like honestly it's parents yeah. that like they mean well like obviously my husband he means well and so it's out of a place of love and because you don't have stuff sorted out in your own mind you can be easily swayed yes because if one person says I don't think that's a very good idea and you really love that person it's your mother it's your partner it's your best friend yeah you're gonna be maybe swayed so it might be best to move forward be like i'm gonna take a couple of steps in this direction 
And when I'm more solid, I'm going to let other people know because I actually do need their support. I need their referrals. Like I'm always hitting people up now because I'm like, no, I, I, I like I'm firm, but in the beginning, when you're testing out new ideas, I feel like, you know, if you feel like you're going to get be swayed, just don't tell anybody, just go do do it. Exactly. And I mean, I, I think for me personally, I'm very thankful to have the friends that I do, like all my girlfriends, at least they're very, very uplifting. So if I were to say like, when I did start telling my friends closer to when I was going to start the podcast, like when I was going to launch it, they're like, Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. Like, I'm so excited. So I think also because we're just more advanced and I think generations thankfully are just becoming more kind and doing, you know, that's just a huge part of the world there's just there's so much hatred in it but now I think people are becoming more kind and understanding and supportive you know yes. everybody's realizing like their success doesn't have to come at the or no my success doesn't have to come at the expense of theirs yeah it's not a pie like if you get a slice of cherry pie there's not like a finite amount of cherry pie left <laughs> like it's there's <laughs> infinite pie in the world you can have your slice and she can have her slice too I'm just trying to think because I took world history this year and it was definitely a, I can't remember. There's some policy, but that was a thing. That was a theory back in the day that if X person gets a a big slice of the pie, then everybody else has to get a smaller slice. I forgot what it was called. And I don't want to say the wrong thing, but if I remember then I'll put it in, but yeah, you know, that was, that was a serious theory. And that's why I feel like it's also ingrained in so many people's head because it was a theory. Yeah, absolutely. And we're living in like old paradigms, right? If there's a lot of competition, there's like, you know, we grew up in like, you know, a lot of patriarchal systems that are very much extraction based. They're not, you know, community. And when women are in business, we're like, we're also, and, 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 you know, this is a, is a generalization, but we're typically like doing it in, like we're trying to do it differently. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I just like need to do it differently. I can't be that metrics based. That makes me sad. Yeah. Like I am very much more like relationship based. I, I have won a lot of customers in a very different way. Like mm-hmm. instead of, you know, retargeting and doing a lot of paid traffic, we're really high on customer service. And I feel like that's like major, like that's a lot of feminine energy, this like, you know, collaborative style of reaching out. And I will just ask my customers, I'm like, look, we're doing a really grassroots campaign. I don't really want to go pay my Mark Zuckerberg like tax to go and run Facebook ads. I will. Right. I'd actually really love it if you could refer us customers and I will pay you a referral fee. So we've gotten a lot of, you know, customers based on other people going, hey, you know, Italian fix, we traveled with them to Sicily, they do an amazing job. And then they go and tell their friends, and then we pay a referral fee. Like, that's a very feminine, like, way to ask for help. I'm like, I need your help. I need more customers. We want to grow. We have all of these plans. So do you have any friends? And we, we're like very lo-fi. We track it in a spreadsheet. I don't have 
fancy equipment to do that. I just track it in a spreadsheet and I'm like, oh, Jane was sent by, you know, Janet. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love that you're not afraid to ask for help because I don't know. Sometimes I know that women just get scared and it's, it's really empowering to see that, you know, you need to ask for help to grow. And I, I definitely just don't realize that a lot of the time. I'm like, ah, I can do it all myself. No, you can't. It's not how yeah. it You can, but it'll be slower and less fun. Yeah. And- Actually. And people want you to succeed. Like if you go out and be like, could I have five minutes of your time? Like, honestly, Yanaya, if you reached out to like 15 other podcast hosts and you said, you know what, I'd love to know your top five channels for distribution or what you're doing to like get your first hundred subscribers, something like that. Can I have eight minutes of your time? And people, you know, you're asking for help. And I, I, I always, when I see those requests in my inbox, I will quite often be like, here's the little bit you need, or yes, like you can have eight minutes or yeah, you know, like, because I've been on the other side of that many times. I still am like, I, I run two companies now and I'm always asking for help because you go faster together. Yes. And it's more fun. <sighs> to know more people everybody should have okay like i i said at the beginning of this interview let's like have know thyself tattooed on your forehead but also know more people have that also tattooed on your forehead so you don't forget it because everybody needs to know more people i love that i love that yeah being able to be being able to be okay with asking for help you know it's important because even now I'm realizing like, it'll just be so much easier and so much less stressful and so much better for everything if I ask for help and if I take it. Yeah. And then be coachable and like, you know, like listen to instructions. Cause lots of us yeah. are really good with like going and asking for help. And then we're like, eh, that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> and like, there is a little bit of that, you know, you, you don't have to take everything at face value, but actually you know, I've definitely done that. Somebody's told me the straightest path and I've been like, mm, and I do, and I don't act on it. And then two years later, I'm like, you know what? I should have just done that because that was actually really smart. I was too scared, but I actually see the value in that now, you know, yeah. like I should have hired earlier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, cause I was under the false assumption that I needed to like have more money or be more organized or know how to lead people. And that was just like an idea getting in my way. My last assistant that I hired last week, I had put out the request, which I just texted friends. I'm like, I'm hiring an assistant. And then I had that assistant hired within three hours of posting and the hiring three hours. Cause now I know myself and now I don't get in my own way. And I'm not trying to look for the perfect person that checks all the boxes. I'm just trying to look for somebody who's pretty cool. And I put them on a two week test period. And, you know, and so then it's like, you can figure it out if it's a better fit later, but just, you know, get somebody going. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't. And 
Oof. That's also something I definitely really needed to hear. And I know that a lot of other people did too, because like I said, our, I feel like our, our generation at least is so ambitious and has a lot of dreams and goals and, yeah. being, you know, just having that, what's the word I'm looking for? The courage to be able to ask for help. Yeah. Courage to ask for help. And you got to go and like execute it too. And yeah. like, with you you've got to be able to like get it to an okay level like if I'm looking for a world-class assistant how long do you think am I going to be waiting around oh my god or do I just need the dog walked now yeah like you know like it's like it's and and they start and then I'm like you know what like somebody who worked on my team now she's been with me for three years she started just on really simple tasks in my home just to take a little bit of the pressure off. And then I was like, man, that girl's pretty good at composing emails. Wow. I like her style on the phone. And then I moved her into like the company. I was like, do this, do this. And then I was like, dang, she's pretty amazing at like X, Y, Z. So then I moved her. So you just kind of start somebody and then see their natural abilities, just like your own self you learn your own natural abilities by doing the job. Well, same with somebody else. When you bring them on, you see their natural abilities and then just coast them into their little lane. Yes. Don't try to have it all like the perfect job description. It's like, just get a beating heart in the building. Yeah. And like, (laughs) like just try to get them to do something to the 80% level. You don't need a hundred percent leveled. Quit trying to be such a control freak. (laughs) Yeah. And this was the other thing I was going to say, actually, not, not related to this, but, um, when the world starts opening up again, as it is now, yeah, you will be getting a lot of referrals from me for Italy. Cause I know there are a lot of people who need to go, who want to go are whatever. Yes, thank you. Sicily and oh my God, it was beautiful. So yeah, that was, that was also that, but, um, thank you. Of course, always just a couple last questions, but what's your, what's your, what's your mantra or your mantra? something you live by? Ooh, good question. I'm just like, say yes now and figure it out later. I love that. We, I think that's been emulated throughout this entire thing. And I think it's so important to just put your foot in the door, even if you don't know what you're doing. And I realized that just by talking to you right now today. Cool. <laughs> um, who is your hero or was your hero growing up? Oh, that's a hard one. You know what? I actually, um, I don't actually have one person. I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit weird. You know, I, I think it's like, but I think it's just this sort of anybody who's ever done a nice thing to elevate somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I really thank my, you know, my English instructor who like pushed me a little harder because like she was trying to elevate me because she saw natural ability. Like, you know, like thanks to my mom for always being like, you know what, you'll figure it out, right? Like it's all those little like micro helps from a lot of people like that just helped me kind of get out of my own way and like skill up. So it's just like anybody who's interested in just helping other people and, and really cares about 
when they leave this world, they want it better than when they found it. Yeah. They're not into extracting, they're into elevating. I love that. What's, what's something that you, if you could tell your 16 year old self, you would tell her? Oh my God, so many things. <laughs> um, I really think that, you know, the confidence thing is like really that one thing is holding so many young people back. Oh my gosh. It's like, if I could just beat that into every like young girl's head, just be like, knock you over with my iPhone right now. <laughs> Dung, dung. You won't care when you're 40. Okay. You're one tiny speck of dust on this crazy rock that's orbiting. Like, honestly, it doesn't matter. Nobody is going to, nobody is watching that closely. Go out and run your own dang race and quit trying to worry about what everybody else is bloody doing. I wish that I followed that advice when I was younger because it, it has to do with confidence. So just like, you don't need to be confident to like get what you need and want in life. Just go out and do it anyway and make a decision that confidence is something that you decide to be, not that you've got to earn. Okay? Right. You already are. You're like a baby. Like if you're lacking that, it's because it's socialized into you because young babies when they're born they're happy they're beautiful they have like they cry when they need it right it's like yeah, yeah. so that's that's what we just need to just to remember as like the the young girl um they didn't need confidence like a seven-year-old girl doesn't need confidence to like put a lemonade stand at the end of her driveway but there's something that happens because I see it in my own daughter. There's something that happens at around 11. It's like hormones and the, the crazy cocktail of hormones that really is, you know, you're always worried about what other people think. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what, when you're old and crotchety and like me and your grandma, like I say this to my daughter, like you're not going to care. So stop caring start caring a little less now. Like you said, there's just something so soul crushing about the world, about the internet, about everything that just makes your, your little, your, like your inner self, just, I hate to say it, but just go away. It like kind of, it crumbles, it, it crumbles. comes back. It comes back. So the things a 16 year old girl cares about right now, yeah. like you'll care you'll you'll stop caring a little bit in a couple of years but there's something and you see it in musical theater like you know my a friend who has older daughters they said you know our daughters as soon as because my daughter was in musical theater and they were like as soon as they turn about 11 they don't want to go on stage anymore so it's around 11, 12, 13, you don't want to put yourself out there, mm -hmm. but that's a hormonal thing Yeah, and it will pass. It will. So just, you've got to get through these couple of years and try to just, for a 16 year old girl, try to be a good friend, mm -hmm. try to understand what good friendships are and try to be a good friend yourself. Because if you want more friends, try to be a good friend. 
don't hang around with people who deplete your energy and are like nasty and backtalk. Go and hang around with people that when you hang out with them, you feel comfortable and you feel like yourself. And then quit watching media that tears. Oh, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> yeah, and then and just like just try to just try to find your own little thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, and do little things that make you happy and that like your younger self would do. I feel like that's such a yeah thing to practice too. It's like you know my younger self would always dance in the living room. So what do I do when I need to like? get yeah. a little happier. I dance in the living room. I'm not even kidding when I say that. I dance in the living room. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Go make cookies. Go and hang around with your friends that are actually cool, not the like drama queens. You know, like yes. go and just like be discerning. Yes. Be discerning earlier on. Yes. Yes. All right. Last question. <laughs> what's your what's your favorite thing about your career? so many things. (laughs) I always, when I look at people who hate their jobs, I'm like, don't stand for that. Don't do it. It's, you know, my mother-in-law, one of the greatest and most amazing people I've ever met, you know, within a year of her retiring, she had passed away. Like, we don't know how long we have, as cliche as that sound. Make sure you're doing something that you love to do. So the greatest thing that I love to do and what I'm like so excited in my career is I get to work with amazing clients. I get to work and meet amazing people like you, Yanaya. I get to have fun conversations and meet great people all day. And I feel like I am here and like doing things that are in my natural skill set. And I love that. I mean, I'm, I I get to work on my laptop. I get to live in Europe. I'm taking my family to Costa Rica this year. My daughter's going to go to international school. My companies are still going to run. I have like amazing freedom and mobility. And I've focused on profit. So, you know, that's really important because you can't run a business that's not profitable. So try to like make cash in your companies. So because when you have money, then you can like hire a team and you can do fun stuff that you want to do. But it does take you focusing on that. So I just like to know that there's like no ceiling for me. That's the best part of running your own gig. It's not for everyone, but try to, you know, you'll know when you find it, when you're like aligned with doing the thing for you. And if it's, if you're doing something right now that you're not aligned in, listen to the inner voice and be brave enough to go and change and do something else until you find it. Cause when you find it, you know it. When you find it, you know it. It's like that gut feeling. Oh my gosh, Bianca, this was such an amazing conversation. Thank you so, so, so much for coming. I know, I know for a fact that everyone's mouths are just going to be like, oh my goodness, she's so right. Like, I know that when I'm going to be listening back to this, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, yes, 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 yes. She's amazing. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm, I'm just a combination of cool other people that have went a little bit before me and passed some wisdom on. 
So we all have this like innate ability to like learn and to grow and to help others. So, you know, it's just stay connected to people you like to connect with. And thank you for the opportunity. And I'm really excited if any of your audience wants to reach out to me, like hit me up on the, hit me up on the gram. Yes. So why don't you yeah. Yes. Shout yeah. Out. yeah. Just reach out. Like I I'd love to, if you, if you need five minutes on the phone for your next little pivot, your next life moment, hit me up. I, I love connecting to young women who are on their next chapter. Hi guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode with Bianca. She's the founder of Italian Fix, a million dollar company, a company that helps busy people travel to Italy. Um, She's successfully scaled the business and has become also a coach where she helps, as she likes to call it, ideas people create autonomy, wealth, and fun in their lives. I hope you guys got as much out of this episode as I did. We talked for over an hour and a half. I cut down so much. Um, And even still, I was like, I don't know what more I can cut out because there really wasn't much else that I could. Even what I did cut out was really hard to cut out. But I encourage you guys to go check out her Instagram and check out her website. Holler at her if you need her. But she's a phenomenal, phenomenal woman and is so 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 wise she can help you with a lot so basically bianca's amazing she built a million dollar company and here she teaches you how to do the same yeah i hope you guys enjoyed today and i thank you guys so much for coming and listening and i will see you again next week for another episode bye